Now, do I look here? Peace and grace. Peace and grace, friends and family, Facebook friends and family, to my YouTubers, Spotify. Thank you so much for chiming in once again. I'm Rochelle Wilson for Make Some Intelligent Noise. And with me today, I have none other than State Representative Stephanie Terrific Bolden. <laughs> yes, I remember you said that, so I decided to say it too. Uh, welcome and thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you coming and chatting with me. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes, ma'am. So many years. Yes, we've yeah. known each other many years. I remember when I was just starting off as a journalist and I asked who is now President Joe Biden. At the time, he was a senator and he would always allow me to interview him. All of you were always so yeah. gracious. And that's the Delaware yeah. way. Yeah. In terms of, uh, you know, respect and values. Yes, so uh, it's been a long road from then to now. <laughs> and you've been in politics, you've been a, a public servant for, what, 13 years now? That's no, since 2010? That's a uh, long no, time. Actually from uh, 1992 when I was first elected to Wilmington City Council. Okay. And that was an exciting year for me because... I, I didn't even realize I was elected. I was so excited because we had gotten our first black mayor, and that was Jim Seals. Yes. Uh, so we were all so happy because nobody thought that could happen in 92. So, and then you go in office in 93, you know, you get that. So mm -hmm. I was there, and then 2010, I was elected to the General Assembly. So yeah. I've, I've been in I have been a public servant prior to being an elected official right. for many, many years. That's yes. what my dad instilled in me, always to give back and help where you can. And you've done so much. You've done so much. So many bills and, you know, various different events have come across your desk. Some you've signed, some you didn't, some you agreed, some not so much. Uh, what is that like in terms of building these relationships where you can agree to disagree to agree and to disagree? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because that's very important. Um, I have learned from my, uh, my uncle, uh, Senator Holloway, uh, when he was in office, the first African-American senator down there for 30 years, mm -hmm. and how he was able to work both sides of the aisle and get the respect of everyone. That was my... Uh, that, that, that's what I did on city council. I was the only woman on city council for eight years and the only African-American woman on council for, what, eight years or, or more. And I did encourage other people to actually run for office, and they did. And, and you know, some were very good. Some had some doubts, uh, but they ended up running and uh, so forth. So at the General Assembly... I was there. You know, I don't know what it is about this eight. Maybe I should play the number or something. <laughs> However, I was in the General Assembly by myself as the only African-American female for eight years. There were, there were other African-American women, but there was only no more than one at a time. And there were at least two men. Uh, Dennis uh, uh, Williams was there and J.J. Uh, Johnson was there. And uh, at one time, Herman Jr. was there, and one time, Scotty, uh, Arthur Scott was there. So, but it's never been the numbers that we have now. Mm -hmm. So I was very excited about the new people that came in. Uh, I think it was 2018. A lot of young people, young, A lot of young people, professionals. But, but the key to it is being able to listen, 
learn, and then interject. You, you can't come into a place that has 41 members and think that you can change the world. And that's, that's what I did. I listened, I learned, I did a lot of research even prior to getting there. I'm a former teacher, so I had a notebook right. with everything, all the commissions, what the salaries were, you know, uh, what legislation had been done. And basically, my legislation has, uh, and I'm not saying it's mine, the legislation that I had proposed for the state of Delaware while I was there have, affects all Delawareans. Yes, we represent a specific district. Number two, right? Number two. Okay. However, your district is not the basic legislation which you do because whatever you put up and whatever is voted on in the House and then in the Senate and signed by the governor affects the whole state of Delaware. Yes. That is what your legislation actually does. Yes. So basically, uh, with the representative district, I, I'm doing, I'll do sidewalks. I'll make sure that nonprofits in the area are getting the money they need. Uh, I put in money um, or requests for bond for new capital buildings, mm -hmm. like we're getting Bancroft School mm -hmm. done. Yes, I noticed you're on several various yeah. different committees, finance, uh, agriculture, for Not food. ag, uh, but... Uh, for food in Delaware. For oh, right, well, the food bank. I've food bank, food yes. Bank. But yeah, but uh, now I've been on you know, a lot of committees. Currently, I'm on the Joint Finance Committee. That's the most important committee, because that's the money committee. Okay. And this is the one, I was the only one on there representing the city of Wilmington. So Again, the first African-American female. That That's right. I You're mean, a trailblazer. I about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look for the first. I just want to be in places that I, I can be accessible and also be beneficial to the people we're representing. Do you think that you are, and, and be honest, do you think that you are respected by your colleagues in all of these various legislation legislations. Yeah. yeah, I have a great amount of respect on both sides in the General Assembly. Um, uh, being perfectly honest, I, I think some of the questions come in when people are not sure of where they should be and what they should be doing. Mm -hmm. And rather than work with people, they work against people. Mm. And you, you see a lot of that in, in our, well, not in my generation, but in the newer generation of people. They can say the word progressive, but I don't classify myself in one area. I, I might be progressive in some issues, uh, moderate in others, conservative in others, mm -hmm. you know, and so on and so forth. So yes. it's a combination because when you limit yourself to your abilities and to the work you want to do, your thoughts, your actions, that causes a problem, but not for you, but for the people you represent. You're a woman of great wisdom. As I sit here, I, 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 the audience can't feel it or hear it, but I can feel it generating from you. You're just a woman of great wisdom. You've been around the block, the mulberry bush, a couple of different times. You know, the, the young people, they want to be progressive. They want to make change. They see the problems from their perspectives, uh, and they want to change it from their perspective. But I think every, you know, it's it's kind of goes back to the old bull and the young bull sitting up on the hill. You heard that joke, right? So, you know, young people need wisdom in order to be progressive. Are you getting a lot of uh, kickback from the younger legislators? Well, I, I wouldn't say kickback. I formed the um, Black Caucus, the Legislative Black Caucus, 
because you you formed that. Yeah. Bravo. Once we had enough people there. Yes. Because it is your Black Caucus throughout the states, and I've been to all of the national conferences, etc., consists of legislators. What we used to do is because we didn't have enough people in the General Assembly to want to, to do that actually, uh, we used to have a caucus of every elected official. But that didn't work out that well because each area, if you were a city council person or a county council person or whatever, or state, we didn't have the same issues that we had to develop and get done. So we were able with eight people that came in, we formed the uh, the Delaware uh, Legislative Black Caucus, which worked perfectly. Uh, yeah. Senator Darius Brown at the time was the the, um, the chair, mm-hmm. and uh, you had Sherry Dorsey Walker, which was the vice chair. And then I try to keep them in for two years. Okay, you know to make sure they stay there the two years that for the, of the elected to be, office to be impactful. Exactly, but they wanted to change. Okay, and go at the end of the one year wanted to put somebody else in, and then. When other people started coming in, it got confused and people came in with a lot of their own ideas of what they wanted to do. So we have to, you know, reorganize, which we are. Okay. And uh, we formed the uh, Justice for All Agenda, which cons- uh, consisted of economic development. Uh, it, it had um, education as well as public safety and those things out of that Justice for All Agenda. We created the uh, African American Task Force and the Law Enforcement Task Force. Now, let's go back and talk a little bit about what exactly does the Justice for All agenda, what does that talk to, speak to? Okay, well, that was created by the the Black Caucus. Okay. And they looked at specific areas throughout the state of Delaware, how brown and black people have been affected. Yes. So, in, in doing that, we created several subcommittees within that. And within the subcommittees were formed were two major committees. Okay. One because we couldn't put all of them together. So we put one under law enforcement, which uh, Representative Frank Cook was the chair. Okay. And then we put another one under African American Task Force, which okay. I was the chair. Okay. Along with uh, Cleon Cawley, who was from Delaware State. Our job was to look at different areas. We had, like I said, six six different areas. We had health, health and welfare, we had finance, we had education, we had public safety, and um, I, I forget, there's another one, it was like four or five committees, subcommittees. Within those subcommittees, they did work and came up with ideas or uh, things they saw were uh, disproportionate among brown and black people in the state of Delaware, and then from that, put all that information together and, and we finance funds for what's called the racial consortium. So they're taking all the work the African American Task Force did and they're going to be working on those things as a racial consortium, which is housed at Dell State. To bring equality? Is that to look at what laws need to be made okay. or, or things that need to be changed? But one example is looking at the code, the Delaware Code Book. Uh, when you, if you go back in that code, uh, or the laws or constitution. There's a lot of words in there that may refer to black people as colored mm-hmm. or Negro. Yes. So and and when you're looking at the history, that's a lot yes. to, to have to decipher. I'm a wordologist. <laughs> I study law, so trust me when <laughs> right. I tell you yeah. some of the laws 
definitely we still have blue laws yes. on the books yes. that say black folks aren't allowed to be without their masters uh you yeah, know well, without their piece of paper that says their masters well we also had the uh, uh delaware as you know has been the uh there were three states that did not accept the emancipation proclamation and that was kentucky maryland and delaware so since then kentucky has apologized for that so did maryland Delaware was the only one that had not apologized. So when I got there in 2010, 2011, that was one of the pieces of legislation I did. Had them do the apology for slavery. Yes. And because they brought the, they brought us here, right, off the from Newcastle. Oh well, I mean, well, you know, most people think <laughs> of the Underground Railroad is coming down, but actually, it's coming from Maryland going up. Up, oh, right. That's why a lot of it's in, you know, Sussex County, and and when we look at the. Uh, Newcastle County, and then, of course, into Pennsylvania. Yes. And, of course, John um, uh, Thomas Garrett was yes. in great health yes. in Hardy yes. and, and uh, Saves, and that's right here on 4th Street. So I'm trying to bring back the history, Yeah. and I think it's important that we also know who the people were that fought, that was made it possible for me to be where I am, as well as me making it possible for others to be there, and not, it's my turn. I, I just want to say bravo for bringing that apology out. Yes. That needed to happen. And I'm glad that you, you pioneered that. Yes. It, yeah. Well, it was requested by the Council of Dover for some time. And it was just ignored. Senator Henry tried to do it, but she was there. She was the only black female in the Senator Senate. Senator Rose he Margaret. Margaret Rose Henry. Yes. And, of course, there wasn't enough to get it from the House to the Senate. So it didn't go. So when I got there, that was one of the things I pushed. And then it wasn't that easy because some people said, oh, well, you want to do this and you just got here, so on and so forth. I said, yes. 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 <laughs> yes. And so she sponsored it in the House. And I had, of course, started it in, I started in the House. She sponsored it in the Senate. Okay. And that's when it passed in the House. That was the final stage you get it through the Senate. You have done so much, and and sometimes it's not even the big things, the big bills, as much as they matter. It's it is the little teeny things that also matter. I never knew about that, about the apology. Mm -hmm. So I just learned something right here today in this interview. Mm -hmm. I never knew that before, yeah. and so I must say bravo. Well, we've once been again involved. For that. The Black yeah. Caucus has been involved in in uh, removal of the rip whipping posts. You I know, do know about that. Sherry Dorsey Walker, yeah. That was uh, out to um, uh, where the old women's prison used to be. Mm -hmm. The first black man that was hung there. Oh there was a God. marker put there. That was that was Darius, Senator Darius Brown's efforts in getting that done. We were all there for that. And then somebody uh, damaged that and pulled it down, but we got it back again. So that's mm -hmm. there. Uh, it's, it's just so much history. And I think yeah. if our young yeah. people. Or I can't even say the if our parents, the parents of the young people, would sit down and have conversations and talk about it, I don't believe we would have so much black on black crime that we do now. Yeah, but when mom and dad is so stressed out and hung up on their own personal issues, mm -hmm. uh, they, it, it it sort of takes away from their their good parenting. It takes away from their good parenting. But I want to say. On the, the Legislative Black Caucus, you do have quite a few powerhouses. One of them happens to be someone that I love and adore. Uh, she is now the House Majority Whip, Melissa Minor Brown. Yes. Yes, I am so proud of her. 
And we uh, have Carrie Harris. Okay, yes. Carrie Harris is the whip. Uh, Melissa is, uh, uh, Representative Minor Brown is now the uh, majority leader. Majority leader. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Though That's powerful. And that's, you know, again, black woman power. And I really support that. I can't help but support yeah, that. I, well, it, it's good <laughs> if it's positive. Yeah, that's if it's positive. So it can't be about us. Or actually, you know, it can't just be about women. Yeah, women are, are making tremendous uh, steps going up here, there. I mean, every aspect of life. Mm -hmm. However, I don't want to be against a male, the male, or, or look at no, I'm doing this not. because of this, that, or the other. And some pull that in, uh, you know, even around. Everybody is a human being first, and it's where you put your values. And I, I emphasize values. And respect, because you learn. I've always respected my elders, mm -hmm. and I just see now that's not being taught. And you're getting people mm -hmm. that still don't do that, respecting their elders. Yeah. And it's it's not about because of age. It's because of the wisdom and what they're trying to offer. Offer. I I, I saw on TikTok. I think she might have been like a little five or six, seven year old little mm -hmm. girl. And the mother was telling her, you go to school, don't you let them hit you. You better fight them and hit them back. And the little girl is showing her ability mm. to fight and beat up um, if yeah. someone, you know, goes to hit her. So, yeah, the way our parents train us uh, are, today is different than the way they trained us, you know. But does it make it right? Well, what is right anymore? Right. It's almost, you know, in today's world, you know, we've we've got all kinds of really wacky things going on mm -hmm. in, in the name of uh, progression <laughs> and inclusivity that we are accepting all manners of people's behavior. Yeah. And if we don't accept it or at least smile about it, you know, we can be deemed as as hateful, as mm -hmm. being hateful I, I, or non-inclusive. I, I think because I taught school for over 30 years and I will always teach high school. I love my high school kids because yes. I always said that was the group that people overlook. And uh, I had the most utmost respect for them as they did for me. I mean, we would have waltz chicken once a month or something. Yeah. I'd have bringing them for my accounting class or yeah. whatever. But I, our first day, I always shared my life with them and I allowed them to go around and share their life. And so then we had a contract, an understanding. The yeah. only thing I asked of them is that I know you've come in with problems or, or something happened that you're upset about. I just ask that you just let me get the class started and then I will come and talk to you and we can see what we can work out to get things done. Yes. That always worked and I would yeah. still be there. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't the kids. It, it was just some of the administration. The, the politics. <laughs> Trust me, I'm not a teacher today because of yeah. the administrative politics. Oh, and like you, the high schoolers are the best. Oh, I, I love, love them. them. I love them. Yes. You know what your reward is when you can see someone, I mean, you're out, like Habitat for Humanity. I've seen several of my students. Yes. At their first home. I'm saying, oh my God, you yeah. know, congratulations. <laughs> They're lawyers. I've yes. seen those. You know, I, I, I ran into a girl at Lowe's. Yes. And she said, Miss Bolden, I know that's you. I said, well, what year did you graduate? <laughs> and she'll tell me, I said, well, I'm the same age I was when you graduated. That's okay? right. <laughs> Absolutely. One has been a principal at Howard High School. Yes. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Yeah, that is the best feeling. That and like you, I see them out and it is so good. Because I knew I wasn't going to get rich yeah. teaching, but that's what yeah. I wanted to do because I had no, great teachers. No one is gave me a so much. teacher 
because they're going to get rich. You're always a teacher because you want to give back. And that needs to be emphasized over and over. Over and over. <laughs> that's what the new one, that's what's happening now. Well, we got to get bonuses. We have to do this. We have, no. Or, or they want to be teachers because they're off during the summer. When you're out, you know, you, you are coming down from all the work that you did during that year and preparing for the next year. So yeah. It's not a vacation. At all. <laughs> if, at best, you might get a week or two. Correct. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you've got paperwork to do sure. and preparation and for the preparation next year. preparation and making sure if, if you're doing jobs, your seniors, you're checking on them. I yeah. used to also do that. Um, job coordinator, when I was at Sarah Pyle Academy. I had them working in, in state government, in uh, city government, county government, mm -hmm. as well. They, if, so it wasn't just limited for fast foods, right. which is good, because right. you can always own one. Lizelle Deleuze <laughs> showed you that. You know, she owned three McDonald's. Yeah. Yes. So, it, I mean, there's so much you can do if they, people just only listen and, and try to strive. But get all the information before you jump out there and be angry. Yeah. Uh, turning the clock a little bit, I want to talk about, I want to get your thoughts on, you know, police today versus then, you know, uh, they're putting their knee in our neck now. Ms. Well, Bolt, we did the choke you. <laughs> you can't do any of that anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, we hope that they won't. But uh, even now, there are reports of beheadings taking place in the southern parts of Delaware. Uh, I haven't heard that. Yes, I'm trying to think of the young man's name. I believe it's Rasheen something, uh, but found headless. Really? In, yes, in the park in uh, Sussex County. Mm. So, And I'll definitely send you that information so you can become familiar with it. But if that's real news and not fake news, mm -hmm. it is a little bit daunting. Um, but we can say even if that is fake news, we know what's happening in the courtrooms you know, black people are being prosecuted and incarcerated at five times the rate of of their counterparts. What are your thoughts on that? What well, you know, it, it, it's different because I go to the Board of Adjustment Hearings, which is at uh, Sussex um, in Smyrna uh, at that uh, prison. Uh, and uh, Senator Henry's on that board now. But I used to always go and sit in on those and see this, the... the um, uh, people that came in, those that have been you mean for like parole and pardon. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, it's not the pardon. It, it's, parole. It, it's the ones that come in to try to get on the list to be paroled. Oh, okay. Okay. So it there's a board, yes. and and they set up, and then those that do come in are able to tell their story. Uh, so there was one case I remember while I was there that came in, and it was a robbery. And the person that robbed the actual store with a gun was inside, and the other person was in the car. The person that was in the store with a gun ended up getting something like 20 years, and that person in the car waiting got 25 years. Of course, it was color. Mm. One was white, one was black. And so these are the things that you hear when you're actually there mm -hmm. uh, to listen in and to get a better understanding. So these are the things you go after. Mm -hmm. um, there are there are good police and there are bad police and we know that yes uh we have had i i got stopped by the police coming from legislative hall and my tag is on my car and i was pulled over he indicated 
I, I said, well, why am I pulled? Why'd you pull me over? So he said, some, oh, my tags had expired is what he said. My question to him was, okay, well, I'm not sure because I don't look, but let me pull out my registration and all this other stuff. And I didn't have my license. I told him right up I didn't because my wallet had been stolen. Yes. So I had to get everything all over again. Um, so I pulled out my registration card while he was back there running the tag. Mm -hmm. And it said, whatever it was, 2002, I think it was during that time, they hadn't expired. So I'm looking. So I, I said, sir, here, here's my registration. Look at this. Here's the car. It, he looked at the vent number and everything yeah. else. And he still comes back and says, oh, well, I just ran it, but it came back saying that, that this car was not tagged. Well, it was my other car has been garaged for over six months. Mm. And I said, you can look at this car and see it's that not it's the not one that car. that's coming up. Yeah. Right. So he said, oh, well, I'll just give you a warning. Let me go. I was furious yeah. the next day when I got there. I said, no, I want to talk to the chief of police for this area. And this was in Kent County. Yes. Uh, et cetera, and so on and so forth. So we did get it straightened out. What it was. He didn't have any idea who you no, were but you know or really to pull no, you over. No, it's on my tag. It's on your tag. Okay. It says your state learning. <clears throat> okay. But what it was, I forgot I had Biden-Harris on my sticker. Oh, okay. <laughs> So that's why they figured. I said, well, you know, I'm looking at your picture here. This mm -hmm. is what the speaker told me then. Uh, he said, you got Biden-Harris on there. That's probably why I stopped you because I'm in, you know. Right. But, you know, getting right. back to, to that wow. point of view, we've had a few officers that have come from other states here that were able, acted out what they did in those states, which had to be done. So we, we've done a lot on the um, uh, the Black Caucus for that particular bill, the law enforcement. We're yes. looking at all those things. So it's a lot of legislation that came out of there. Senator well. Elizabeth uh, Tizzy Lockman was, she the was championing that. Yeah. and But they watered it down so bad that by the time the advocates got a hold of it, it wasn't even worth well, but doing anything. Well, you can always come back and make amendments. Yes. You can always come back and make amendments. See, what I don't want people to do is be discouraged because something doesn't go exactly the way. It takes time to work your way up to get things done. Everything's not going to be done overnight the way you want it. But that was the most important thing to get that piece of legislation through. Now we go back and we bring in amendments to it to mm -hmm. add things back in. It was the same thing for marijuana. Yeah. You know, there was problems with it. And of course, there's still problems with trying to get people out to get them, to get the license to be able to open up spaces. But one of the things, one of my main concerns with that bill originally was it didn't address the city of Wilmington. And I'm saying that because my main concern was I wanted an amendment on that bill that indicated they could not be located near our schools, mm -hmm. our churches, or our residents because we are row houses. Mm -hmm. And my example was our liquor stores that are across from a school, Bancroft. Mm -hmm. You have that liquor store that's right or across two from blocks Bancroft. from a church. Right. Or right, right on 11th Street, right from a church. You know, and then you had, there was one on Market Street that was right next to a church where 7-Eleven is now. Well, I don't have to tell you. You're a woman of God. You already know what the word says about yes. that. You know, everywhere there's there's good, evil's going to pop up somewhere, mm -hmm. the temptation. So, you know, we, we know why the liquor store is two blocks from the church. 
uh, or why marijuana? Well, they were yeah. they were grandfathered in because now I know on city council we did do a law that said they could not be there. Okay. And uh, I know one of the other things was uh, when uh, Senator, I mean that Senator Governor Minner was in. Yes. Uh, when they extended the hours to Sundays and things. Most of the people here in the city did not want to be open on Sundays. These were liquor stores. Mm -hmm. They came to city council yeah. talking about it. However, we tried to get her through resolution. I was on council. Please eliminate the city of Wilmington. It didn't go through. She wouldn't do that. But what she did do is allow us to have set the hours. Okay. So, you know, there, there was a compromise. We did get something out of it, but yeah. even they did not want to be able because they said that was a day of rest yes. and service. Yes. And, you know, even the alcoholics need to take a little <laughs> bit of a break. Sometimes it's a little bit of a break, you know, give their kidneys a little respite. Uh, so also I want to go back into, you talked about, and I don't know how much you know, I mean, I, I certainly I've made it public to everyone, but I don't know if you know intimately that I am the mother of an incarcerated son. Uh, and at this particular time, my son's paperwork is on the conveyor belt. So you may find yourself sitting in a meeting and my son will will prayerfully he'll be able to you know express himself at the oh, board yeah, right, yeah. so um that's very interesting i didn't know that you you went to those boards yeah. I, I know that yeah. senator margaret rose henry Since is a Sunday. part of that i had no yeah. idea well, that she, you were she part came of that. on after uh, she retired but okay. i was going there before she even retired because i i was, was I, I got I wasn't on public safety it's just that i wanted to know what was going on because yes. I, I would receive a lot of letters from uh, those that have been incarcerated. And there's one gentleman I've known since he was a kid uh, that had an incident years ago, which ended up putting him in jail for the longest time. Is he uh, still there? No, okay. he, we, we worked very diligently on getting him a pardon. So he's, been out, he's out now, he's been doing well. Good. Just gotta make sure he stays focused. Yes, <laughs> it's very difficult. You know, you kind of become traumatized in there because it's a different world in there than it is out here, different rules and regulations. And I never knew that until it happened to me, until the justice system knocked on my door. And then I realized that it's a different world inside the prison. The belly of the beast yes. is very different than it is out here. So, but I, I think in staying on task of what I'm, because that, again, you taught me something new. I did not know that you went to those boards. But in regards to the massive incarceration, uh, and our young people have been mentally traumatized mm -hmm. on so many different levels. I feel so sorry for them. My heart just goes out to them again, like a high school teacher. You feel for these kids. What do you think? Where? What? What's going on? What? What are we going to do? How can we help them? What? What can we do? Is there anything we can do? Well, some of the things we've done is put wellness centers in the schools uh, because it seems that. This, I would say for the past three generations, it has just escalated in terms of mental illness, this concerns. Um, I have a grandson that's going through the same thing. Uh, the kid's going in foster care. I try to keep abreast of that to make mm. sure that those things are going on. I keep saying we, we put all these programs in schools, etc., but we need to make sure we are working with the parents because no matter what we put in place for them, they're going back into the same, same household. household. 
and it may be the same problems in there. They, the parents must come out and work with us. Not, I'm not talking about me directly, but work with the services that are available, the people that are doing it, Department of Health and Social Services, uh, Adult Protective Services, foster care. These places are the places that parents need to be involved. The, the other thing, and it seems like nobody agrees with me on this, maybe one person uh, <laughs> uh, does agree, we need a Wilmington School District back. Our children are all over the place. Yes. So before, when we had our own school district, we knew the names of the kids. We knew where they lived. The parents had the opportunity to be part of a PTA. Mm -hmm. um, they had extracurricular activities they could participate yeah. in and yeah. didn't need an activity bus to get to yeah, them. That's right. So they have separated us so much. There are five school districts in the city of Wilmington. And when you look at all five of them, it could be Brandywine here, or Red Clay there, whatever. All the schools are located right here in the city. So why are we splitting all of them up and, and sending our high school kids yeah. out in the suburbs because they won't consolidate their schools? Why have three or four or five high schools when you don't have the people in the suburbs to fill them? So consolidate them. We William, need more William black Penn, male teachers. William Penn is a perfect example of that. They have one high school. And they have people on the waiting list. My daughter went to William Penn and, and my, my nieces. Uh, I'm an adopt, uh, uh, a foster mother, which I adopted my two girls. Okay. And uh, oh, only, and so I see my kids were 14 as when they were born, because I'd only take teenagers. They were okay. the ones that were hard to place. Yes. And so, you know, uh, one has her own, uh, her bachelor's degree, her master's degree, owns her own home, is moved. The other one has uh, is just getting ready to get this huge contract. I hope it goes through for, for Panera because she's in Charlotte and she does these cinnamon buns. <laughs> she just took to a meeting and they said, where did these come from? And wow. it was a, a Panera person there, a vice president that was there recognizing. So God works in mysterious ways. Yes, yes, but yes. He, he's good. And again, God bless you for being a foster mom and adopting children. Oh, yeah. Teenagers, teenagers at that. Because we know teenagers kind of going through it a little mm -hmm. bit. Mm -hmm. It's something that takes place in the estrogen and testosterone yeah. and the amygdala is not completely but that, developed you know, yet. Back to, to the young people. It's yeah. the services that really are there, but nothing is going to work if we don't get participation from the families themselves. The... Um, and. I, I know when Henry Stenton was there, see, I can go way back a lot of things, when he was principal <laughs> of Howard, and he used to come out and walk through the communities, go to the parents' house, and this is what we need. You can't stay in a building. Yeah. You, the teachers have got to come out and, come out and know who the kids are. Uh, we just had a, a mayhem that was yesterday, Tuesday. There's over 100 kids at Kirkwood Park. These were middle school kids from Bancroft but some lived on the west side. Mm -hmm. And they were all there on their bicycles and things like that. They had pepper spray. They were stopping people in the streets. Uh, they were just harassing people because they had, we were out of school that day for Columbus Day. Oh, that was Monday. Monday. And I had the guy, I was outside because he was working on my roof and the ladder's there. I was like, oh my God, I don't want these people running past here. But I was trying to calm them down and, and you know, mm. and talk to them. And, Eventually, you know, the police came and they walked around and told them, you know, to calm them down. But before, when uh, on council, we used to have what the Powell Center, Hicks Anderson, yeah, and yeah. Um, 
Those places are still active. Well, but they were there because when the when the kids that number of kids get out of hand, you take them there and you call their parents. Yes. Their parents have to come yes. and get them. Yes. And that way we have we're able to connect with the parents and know what's going on. That's right. And get the help they need. And get the parents need. to get, the, get help the help that they need. That's help. right. Yeah. With schools being so far away and, and sending children out so many different mm -hmm. various locations, parents don't always have transportation exactly. to to become a part of the parent teachers That's association. Right. That's right. So they can't get there. That's why you I'm know, saying we need our Wilmington School District back. Yeah. Because they can. And even those that are playing sports, like they might have practice on Saturday. My grandson did. Well, there was no bus for Saturday. So you either had to take, he was at St. George's. Right. You either had to take him all the way down there for practice and things like that. It is just, it's by design, as far as I'm concerned, to keep us separated, <laughs> keep our kids from learning. Yeah. And, 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 and it, it's just wrong. And, I just want to know how many people that are sitting there that refuse to even look at the prospect of us bringing our Wilmington School District back went to public school. How many of them went to public school? They were in private school or Catholic school or whatever. Right. And they don't see it. And yeah. even with our black elected officials that live in the county, they need to come in the city. I have invited people from both sides to come to the city. No, who came? The Republicans came and I took them a tour on the tour of the city. But they said, oh, no, we've been in the city. Yeah, you've been to the riverfront or, or an event or whatever, but That's you have not, not been city. to the neighborhood. Yeah, this where we are, this yes. is the neighborhood. This Over where the radio station, that's on the east side, that's the neighborhood. Yes. And if you haven't been in those kinds of places, I, I personally think that, this is just my opinion, before anyone runs for a seat to be a public mm -hmm. servant, you need to know the communities in which you are serving. Not just out in the beautiful county where it's so plush and green and lovely trees, but how about coming into the city and, and where it's nothing the but, but brick houses, row yeah, houses, yeah. and alleyways, and people, and, and see and the noise. life, yeah, and I noise. Mean, you know, I mean, but that's... And life, so, it's the I, life. I can't live anywhere where I don't hear noises sometimes. I don't want to hear crickets. <laughs> well, crickets are out in the, out in the county. <laughs> noise is right here. Uh, just, uh, I think it was yesterday, again, Monday, the kids kids out of school, uh, gunshots going off yeah, right around the corner from, from where I live. There was a kid over yeah. South Bridge, too, that was shot. Yeah. Uh, I think it was last night. Why are they so upset? Is it the trauma from home because things are happening at home that aren't mm -hmm. nice things? They're not nice things, and they're happening to the children. And, but the kids put on a smiley face and come outside, and but they're angry. Yeah. Is it that? Or is it, you know, uh, most children are very frightened or daunting or daunted mm -hmm. by the earth, the bullying, climate, the like climate that. change is yeah. very frightening and daunting yeah. to children. Yeah, you may have heard recent reports talk about Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. He's about to colonize Mars. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, right. So, well, you <laughs> well, know, when you have the money, when yeah. you have the money yeah. and nothing, nothing else, else better to do, to do with it, exactly. right? You colonize Mars. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, all of these things can be stressful on a I young think a mind. A lot of it has to do with social media. We didn't have that coming up. And when, when I've looked at 
or I've spoken with some of the kids who I see in school. Why, you know, what's going on on social media? For example, the young girl that was attacked at Howard, mm. where they came from another school over there. Yeah. That was something on social media that turned out not to be true. So that has, it has a lot There was of a young lady killed at Howard. Yeah, well, she hit her head on the snake. And because of what was happening and all yeah, of that. Yeah, she was yeah. pushed, but they didn't actually, uh, that wasn't actually them that caused her death. But the thing is, is that it was social media that said something about her with somebody else or whatever. Oh, she wasn't even involved. They got it started. Yeah, yeah. they got it started. Got so it social started. media has yeah. a lot to do with it. Uh, again, the parents connecting. Our parents used to have conversations with us, or you... You can feel, but they don't want to talk to them about it. My girls that I did not born myself had we had conversations. We sat down, we ate dinner. At yes, night. yes. You know, we weren't at just the sitting dinner table. On, the, on the steps having chicken and throwing the bones on the ground or whatever. We so there were there was rules, there were regulations, there were values, just values. And the word values I keep bringing up because you you had you you did your homework when you came home. You had dinner with your family. Mm -hmm. You know, you didn't just go out and buy something from fast foods and all this other stuff. We cooked. Yeah. And that's, and that's another, another thing. thing. Yes. I can't tell you how many kids are going to the corner store for dinner at night. Fast food, chicken fingers, and fries with mm -hmm. cheese, right? Like, what happened to your vegetables and a good hearty meal and some salad, you know? So the values have changed. Um, somewhere religion has been taken oh, God, out religion. of out of everything. Prayer out of school that that started a lot of it. Yeah, that one woman that they can't find anymore mm. just disappeared off the face of the earth. Took religion out of the schools. So uh, and there's no more. I pledge allegiance to the well, flag. They do. They still pledge allegiance to the flag, and they used to have a moment of silence. Okay. But they pledge allegiance to the flag. Okay. But, you know, in the moment of silence, just to stand there or whatever, because they didn't want to have that was taking place in the Lord's Prayer. Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so so obviously things have changed a lot yeah. from, from when you began to where you are now. So I want to ask you one question in two parts. Um, I believe there's a young gentleman at this time, uh, a Mr. Taylor, who is vying to take your seat. He would like very much to yeah. sit in the seat that you've been sitting in. Not out of disrespect, but he thinks as a young man uh, that he can do it better, uh, more progressively than you can. Uh, what, what do you think about that? And, and, and why, after you've done so much, Rep. Bolden, why would you want to stay? Why would you want to stay in your seat? Well, I, I can ask you that. Why would you want to stay in any profession that you're in? Why, you know, what, what is the purpose? I have been dedicated to what I do all my life. It wasn't being elected. I ran the Eastside Substance Abuse Awareness Program without being an elected person. I organized uh, landlord consortiums. I organized parents consortiums, business consortiums. I turned roller skating uh, parking lots into roller skating rings. I turned our our uh, pools and into pool parties with a DJ, etc. And I did what's called a pump handle, which I had all up in, in the parks, each year a different park that would allow people, they had to come and sit by number and find out something about each other. That was mm. my way of pulling communities together. I did bus trips to Dawny Park 
and uh, these are all things I did before. Okay, and on on Saturdays at People's Settlement, when it was open for the community, we used to have tutoring classes there. And Saturdays, I would always have orange juice and pastry for the kids to come in and watch cartoons, which I got from the Wilmington Library. Yes. So these are things that I've done. Um, and as long before as before you were elected, before I was servant. elected. And yeah. even after that, I mean, I, I was the first one that brought the camera watch program for the city of Wilmington when I was on, on city council. Mm -hmm. I raised over $200,000 to put uh, cameras in highly drug-infested neighborhoods when Seals was mayor. I was the one that got Macaulay Court built, uh, working for that because that had stayed vacant for over 20 years. Village of Eastlake, which used to be the bucket. Yes. So, all these things I have done, it's, it's not just like sitting in a job or something. This is not a profession, okay? My profession was teaching. Yeah. This, a lot of people want to go into this. They don't have a real job, you know, or things of that. But my point is, anybody can run for office, but run for the right reasons. And the right reasons are not because of one issue that they didn't do. Mm -hmm. One issue was, was the marijuana, is where he came from. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, she didn't vote for marijuana. No, <laughs> but did you ask why? Mm -hmm. Well, I told you before, because I want to make sure that when they open up these dispensaries, they're not next to our schools, our churches, or our homes. Right. That amendment was put in there, and I voted for it. Okay. So it's not about why I want, I'm, I'm there because God put me here. This is what he, he developed for me to do in my life. I, I've taken in, I've adopted children, which I didn't have any of my own. I have been a servant to the community. I still live in the community in which I grew up in. And so I'm, I'm right there. I'm accessible and they have my home phone number. I go door to door and if nobody's home, I'm leaving something saying, sorry, I missed you. Just stop by to say hello. Yeah. So this is me. Yeah. This is my life. This is my values. But I don't plan to stay in here forever. The other thing is, they always ask, well, are you bringing somebody forward for your position? I said, yeah, I brought a lot of people. Ask Hanifa Shabazz. Ask Sherry Dorsey Walker. Mm -hmm. You know, ask Michelle Harley. All of them that came and talked to me. Ask Yolanda. Asper Brigada. Brigida. Brigida Fields. And I, I said, because these are people that, that respect me and sit down and talk to me before they even ran or encourage them to run. Yes. You know, ask Darius Brown from mm -hmm. 11th grade on. Wow. I took him, put him with me, introduced He's extremely bright. Yes. But just put him in the right places and, and look how he has excelled. Yes. So it's a I, little temperamental at times, but well, we're still working on that. We're working on his um, temperamentalness. Ask Eugene Young. He's running he used now. To be yes. my legislative aide. That was, and he'll tell you in a minute. He was once your legislative mom, aide. legislative aide. When he left me, he went to Cory Booker, state senator Cory Booker. Yes. So I, I, this is experience that you bring. Uh, I keep going back to values. It's wisdom. And it's people that taught me, made the way for me, that I will want to be able to see that I'm making the way for them. It's not about, oh, it's your time to go. And, and that's what they... Ask these people, where have they been? <laughs> you know, where have they been all these yeah. years? Yeah. You know, you don't just come out now. I, I didn't come out when I decided to run for office. 
I had already been doing things. They yes. knew my name. They knew yes. what I did. I stood on corners with a bullhorn calling out license numbers of people that were coming into our community to buy drugs. Wow. They know. Oh, that, that takes a lot of courage. Oh, yeah. It takes a lot of courage. But I have respect in those neighborhoods, even from the drug dealers and users. Yeah. So they see me, oh, oh Miss Golden, no. Mm -mm. I said, uh-huh. One was my student. I said, uh-huh, come here. Because I would have my back. I said, uh-huh, you thought I was somebody down here looking for drugs, huh? Uh -huh. Oh, no, 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 Miss Golden. And these were talented kids that I knew. Yeah. I said, you were really good in school. Why are you out here like this? Yeah. So you try to talk to them. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm here. I'm running in 2024. And I don't, you know, regardless of that, I'm hoping to have, I have a few people that are shadowing me shadowing me that are interested and I'm trying to show them the way. I have a book like this that has all the information that I learned before I got in, which I'm sharing yes. with people. So, and well, I've got to tell you this and, and then we're going to end because we're just about at the, at the end of our time. In no way, shape or form do I have any interest <laughs> in ever being an elected public servant. Like that's just not, I like being a journalist. I love being a but journalist. But you're being a servant in that way. In that way, yeah, I am. Are. But recently, I was voted in to be the um, president of the civic association that had died. Okay, and now we're good. bringing it back to life. And the only reason that I even accepted that, I'm mean, as honored as I was that people wanted me to do it, the only reason I accepted it is because Larry Lambert has a program that I want to bring to our community Good. for the children. Okay. And that's the only reason that I accepted it. And I'll tell you, politics start from the very moment. But the moment. Coming so I need you to yeah. kind of, maybe you can sh let me sure. shadow you and learn some stuff from you as well oh, about definitely. that. Definitely. Um, There's so many people, a group of people that come in and complain that after it's settled, then you don't see them again. Right. <laughs> that, that's the main thing. Yeah. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that we should have in this final moment? So I want well, you to have hopefully that. we will get another chance to talk about the primary bill. Okay. And that is a bill that sets our local primary at the same time as the presidential primary. It makes it convenient for people to vote. More people will vote. It, it brings the state, saves the state over a million dollars, which you don't have to open up all these different places. Good. It gives the uh, Department of Election a longer window to get votes out to those serve in the service and living abroad. Because right now they got to get them out in August to get them back by September and out again in October to get them back by November. Mm -hmm. So it's a good bill. It's been supported by so many organizations, unions, etc. I need the Senate to pass that bill. It's passed six times, five times in the House, bipartisan. It goes to the Senate and they will not pass the bill. The Democratic Senate will not pass the bill. So to me, it's, mm. it's self-serving because they're afraid. They don't want more people to vote. But what it becomes is voter suppression. Why would you not want it more convenient for people to vote? Especially black votes. Yeah. Be believe it or not, you and I know, because we're old enough to know, the black vote truly does matter. Yeah. It really does matter more than so people give complain. it credit for it. Right. And some people know that it matters. They mm -hmm. know it so well that they will try to stop it or stifle it rather than allow black people to vote. Yeah, Even well, give them fake news and tell them that their vote doesn't count. <laughs> so many black people at, at where I, you know, in my felons, neighborhood, they're felons. like, oh, I'm not going to vote. My yeah. vote doesn't count. They're going to do what they want to do anyway. 
And I try to tell them, no, baby, your vote and, does and count. And if you had your records expunged, yeah, and uh, over seven years, then you are able to vote. You know, that's it's a not good a thing. major felony. Yeah. You are able to vote, but you, you know, these are things you could do. They should have never taken. When a person goes to prison and they yeah. serve their time, when they are released, mm -hmm. let them be free. They're still in prison even after they're released from the belly of but the beast. That's your constitutional right to vote. So, yeah, but they're yeah. taking that away from right. everyone. That's that's because people do not educate themselves as to the things that don't affect them directly. They only get involved in it when they know somebody else has been affected or it hits home. Well, I can't say anything but amen to that because mm -hmm. I had no knowledge of the criminal justice mm -hmm. system until at age 21 they took my son and, mm -hmm. then, it, and then it all came home for me. So that's how I got back into journalism and I was very happy being a high school teacher, but now I'm a journalist back in it again. And I love doing it, and I loved having you here with well, me thank today. Thank you so much. It's and been I, a pleasure. I would like to be able to have another conversation so we can talk about things in 2024. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm going to hit the floor running in January. I go on vacation in November, but I'm going to hit the floor running well, in and January. Also the uh, racial consortium. That would yes. be something very good. It's a great uh, committee that's together. Uh, it's paid for up through 2025. Uh, in terms of what bills or whatever they need, because it's housed at Delaware State University. It has a director and everything. The chairperson is Freeman Williams and um, Jane, uh, Jane Huffington. I'm so familiar with students. Huffington, yes. Yeah. So you're saying I should talk to those people. Well, about... have them to come on and, and okay. probably talk about what the racial construction okay. is doing, how it was formed, that came out of the African American Task Force, and it's their job now to come up with legislation or to research all the subcommittees we had in the task force to make things better, whether it's bringing in a, a, a black bank or whether it's looking at uh, health services and things like that for, for those brown and black people that have not been getting the things they need. And it's statewide. You know, yeah. we're not just looking at Wilmington. We're looking at all three counties. Good. That because they're black people, poor people, and brown yes. people in all three counties. That's right. That's right. I just recently came back from Sussex County. Um, I went down for two days to deal with some business. And i got to tell you, from when Justin, my mm -hmm. son is Justin, when Justin and I lived down there, they didn't even have sidewalks. Oh, I'm telling you, Representative Bolden, they gave it, the state trooper gave us a ticket for walking on the side of the road without a flashlight. Oh, wow. Now it's like a whole city. Oh, yeah. Lewis. I mean, oh, right. Lewis, Rehoboth, yeah. Georgetown. It's just buzzing with people and things everywhere. Well, that's where most of the building is going. That's where a lot of people are moving here to Delaware because of the tax status, because of the beaches, etc. And you'd be surprised. I'm still learning about the different laws throughout the state. The laws are different down there than they are up here. Yes. You know, if you own property, you can vote in certain elections. Mm -hmm. it's, oh, it's crazy. It is very different. <laughs> it's very different. Uh, so I will be in touch with them. I will definitely get in touch with your assistant to set up another interview in 2024. Okay, and until then, my dear, may God bless you and keep you. You're an amazing, amazing woman. 
Thank Representative you. Stephanie Terrific Bolden. <laughs> the T is for terrific. I'm Rochelle Wilson. Thank you everyone that, that chimed in today. Uh, I didn't see your questions, but we will definitely get around to answering them as we move forward. Thanks again for chiming in. We love you and God bless. Enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs> Thank you so much.